following is a paid program from Innovative Financial Solutions. This is the Retirement Playbook with your retirement coach, Brock Allspa. Brock and his team form your retirement offensive line from Innovative Financial Solutions. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Brock provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. Your money and your plans perfectly executed. And now, here is the Retirement Playbook with Brock Allspa. Good morning, Southeast Missouri. Wherever you may be listening, this is the Retirement Playbook with Brock Elspaw, brought to you by Innovative Financial Solutions. We are the retirement people, and we're here every Saturday, hopefully bringing some great ideas to your retirement picture. Uh, and I'm always joined by Mr. Tony Shore, as again I am this morning. Hello, Tony. Hello, Brock Elspaw. Great to be with you today. And uh, I'm excited about today's show because... Everybody's talking about this new Inflation Reduction Act, uh-huh. and as well as the markets going crazy. So we're going to talk about those things. I'm going to pick your brain and, and see what's going on with that. I'm excited about it. I've had a great week. How about you? You know, uh, it's been a good week right in the middle of football season. So it just feels like football every night uh, in our house. So, uh, oh, yeah. But I'm okay with that, right? I mean, uh, yeah. everybody I talk to is like, hey, just enjoy it, right? Because it's going to fly by. So, uh, yeah, we're so doing your that. kids your kids are in football, you're talking about. Yes, yeah, not just yes. watching the games on TV. Right. Yes, correct. You're talking about going to the games with your kids. Yes, yeah. correct. I should have clarified. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so it's all football all the time for all you football now. All the time, yeah. practices and games, I imagine. Exactly, and I got yeah. two of them in there, so we're doing three games a week. So. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. Wow. So we have junior high, we have junior varsity, and we have varsity. So yeah, it's pretty busy. Uh, anyway, hey, listen, I'm excited too about this show because, uh, like you said, Tony, many people are talking about some of these things, and you know how it is. If it's anything political, Tony, it's always you know. Let's oh, pick yeah. out the things we don't like and talk about. Yeah, and then each yeah. side does that. It's just kind of yep. blah. So what we're going to do today, though, is kind of clear that stuff out, clear the yep. noise out, and we're going to bring some clarity as to how it affects your uh, finances and your uh, accounts. So uh, really excited about that. But before we get into that, Tony, I want to tell people about our website. It's theinnovativeteam.com, www.theinnovativeteam.com. You can check out past shows. Uh, you can look at... Uh, you can download our Roth conversion guide. And folks, I know no one likes to see the market go down. No one likes to see your accounts go down. But as that happens, opportunities arise. And one of those opportunities right now, in my opinion, is the ability to, or the uh, hopefully you have the ability to look at converting some of your IRAs or 401ks uh, to Roth IRAs. Because when this market rebounds, and it will rebound at some point, folks, you will have tax-free growth on those dollars that you converted to a Roth. So, uh, again, as as bad things happen in life, as always, not just financial, there's always opportunity to rise. So check that out. You can download a uh, Roth conversion guide on our website. Check out past shows, or you can order my book, uh, The Last Paycheck, How to Build Sustainable Retirement Income and Keep Those Paychecks Coming In. That's what everybody wants to do. That's the goal. 
Or if you just want a, a customized plan for you and your family, give us a call here, 573-332-7855 and set up, those, uh, set up a meeting with me. We'll discuss that. All right, Tony, you ready to go? I am ready. So what do we need to know about this? Uh, I'm glad you're going to give our audience a better and deeper understanding. How do you want to get us rolling today? So, you know, we all know uh, President Joe Biden. Uh, yep. He recently, you know, a couple weeks ago, uh, signed the Inflation Reduction Act. And uh, again, it's you, you get all the noise and you get all the bad stuff. And, and so, again, we want to clarify some of that. And it's and it's obviously it's straightforward, right? I mean, they, they the name of the bill is to reduce inflation and because inflation is still really high, Tony. Uh, and some of the things that are happening to offset inflation, like the Fed, uh, the Federal Reserve, you know, increasing rates. Yeah. Uh, it does seem to be helping, but not quite as much as they thought or would hope to. Um, you know, we're still over a little over 8% year over year on inflation increasing. Uh, that's, you know, obviously way too high. Typically, we would look at 2 to 3% uh, as an average. So we're way above average, more than double it. Uh, but the Fed's goal by the end of the year is to get that down to 5.3. And so that's why they keep increasing uh, the federal funds rate. Which is between three and a three and a half right now. So, those are the things that that the Federal Reserve are doing. But this Inflation Reduction Act uh, includes cash incentives for purchasing electric vehicles, tax breaks to accelerate the country's move to renewable energy sources, and a potential reduction in healthcare costs for many Americans by allowing Medicare to directly negotiate prices with drug manufacturers. Okay. Um, but that's just the tip of it, Tony. Okay. And so we're going to kind of peel back. It's an onion, right? It's this, <laughs> just like anything else. We're just going to peel it back and we're going to get a deeper understanding uh, of this massive piece of legislation and what it could mean for you uh, when, it, when we're talking about the actual, um, uh, when it filters down to the individual and what it means for your retirement picture. So we're going to reference an article here by time. It's uh, what you need to know about the Inflation Reduction Act. Uh, and as always, we have some great information out of these articles that helps us discuss this on the radio show. Uh, first, we should note that this certainly wasn't a piece of bipartisan legislation, Tony. Surprise, Talk surprise. <laughs> Talking about the political side of this, the bill passed the Senate on a 51 to 50 vote on August 7th. President, uh, or excuse me, Vice President Kamala Harris casting the deciding vote. Okay, so this thing, I mean, just like a lot of things that are very controversial, Tony, uh, you know, you get that partisan line and then that's end up, you know, the vote ends up being that way many times on something big like this. Yeah, um, well, that's right down the middle. All the Republicans voted against it and all the Democrats voted for it. So exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. So uh, it's fair to say that climate change is one of the bill's top priorities. It invests more than $360 billion in energy and climate change programs over the course of the next decade. That includes significant incentives for those looking to purchase electric vehicles. In hand with that, it supplies tax breaks designed to increase the pace of the United States shift to renewable energy. Wow. Tony, I know you've got your eye on that Tesla. You know, <laughs> uh, That would be nice. That yeah, would be nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I don't even, it's kind of weird here. I don't even know anybody that has electric vehicle. Do you, Tony? Do you have like a close friend that, 
that has oh, one. Oh, yeah. I, I know a couple people that have electric vehicles. They use them for commuter cars. I mean, the the top, I think the top new cars go, some of them go up to 350 miles on a charge. But still, if you're going to travel, you know, to a national park or out across state, that's not going to work um, very well. But yeah, I do know a lot of people who use them as commuter cars and save a lot on gas. So, so they like them, I guess, right? Yeah, they they like them. But uh, okay. does the bill say how much carbon emissions are actually going to be slashed? Yeah, so it's it says in here by forty percent by the year twenty thirty. So you know we're we're kind of the save the planet type uh, mentality here, right? And uh, so forty percent reduction in carbon emissions by twenty thirty. That seems. You know, I hope that, uh, you know, look, if this is what the goal is, I hope they reach the goal uh, on that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It um, says it might reduce it or it may reduce carbon emissions by almost 40 percent. Hopefully, right. <laughs> hopefully that's accurate. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, hopefully. So yeah. here's the million dollar question, Tony. Uh, or actually, in this particular situation, it's a billion dollar question. <laughs> How is this getting paid for? Right. Uh, yeah, that's my question. How is it getting paid for? Right, right, and it, and at least uh, in part by I would tell you this, a f- new fifteen percent minimum tax rate that will apply to corporations with profits over one billion dollars. Okay, so one billion dollars or more, if that's your profit in your corporation, there's going to be a new minimum tax. Okay, so that of, means you and your your firm there might have to pay that fifteen percent tax. <laughs> nope, nope, not this year, Tony. <laughs> Oh, shoot. The bill would also require companies to pay a 1% tax when they buy back their own stock. Uh, Mm -hmm. Well, so greatly enhancing the IRS's tax evasion enforcement. So, you know, we know that, that they're going to hire a bunch more, you know, um, IRS agents to uh, make sure that, you know, people are paying their fair share. And I think that was part of the problem, Tony, is that, or at least in the perspective of, uh, of the current administration is that corporations don't pay their fair share. They've done things like take accounts offshore, sure. you know, all, all these kinds of things. So the bottom line is, is like, hey, all right, we're going to put a minimum tax rate on corporations. Whether you like it or not, this is the deal, right? So we're going to just, we're going to get around all of the loopholes that maybe exist for some corporations and say, all right, this is the deal, folks. This is what we're going to do. Yeah. So, in partly, that's what's going to help pay for some of this uh, stuff here. Yeah, the IRS thing you mentioned, that uh, boosting the IRS's uh, tax evasion of enforcement, that's really drawn a lot of criticism, I think, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it has. And uh, specifically speaking to that, let's see, the dollar amount on that, the Inflation Reduction Act, additional $80 billion to the IRS to fund the IRS during the next decade. Uh, however, to date, it's not clear how that money will be spent, though it's anticipated that the IRS will use around, here we go, $45 billion to improve tax enforcement. Wow. So there you go, Tony. There's your answer. Um, yeah, that's whew, that seems like a lot of money yeah. uh, to do that. And so you know how it is, Tony. Like, hey, if we're going to invest, I mean, let's look at it this way. We're going to invest $45 billion to beef up you know, tax enforcement. To make sure everybody's paying their fair share, whatever, not fair share, the dollar amount they're supposed to pay, right? Right. So let's forget about the word fair. Yeah. Look, this is what you're supposed to pay. So then is that $45 billion going to be offset by the tax revenue that they will then create 
by making uh, the, the yeah. right laws in place. So, so that's I mean, always you know, the big question. Yeah. 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 So we're going to, Hey, no problem. It's the American taxpayers money. Let's take this 45 billion and do this, uh, which, you know, unfortunately that is a drop in the bucket nowadays. Yeah. When it comes to that. Uh, that may be mean uh, increasing staffing levels and bringing bri- uh, badly outdated processing systems up to date. Um, to that very point, $5 billion, Tony, is specifically earmarked for technology. Uh, finally, an additional $25 billion of that $80 billion figure is slated to enhancing the overall operations of the IRS. So I don't think anybody would disagree with the fact that the IRS isn't exactly efficient. But, uh, Tony, to summarize this, could the Congressional Budget Office, an independent agency that supplies nonpartisan excuse me, uh, budget and economic information to Congress, the bill's impact, okay, here's the deal, the bill's impact on inflation is likely to be, in its words, negligible. Wow. So basically, and I this is what I hate about our, our Congress it's, and our government. They always name these acts. This is the Inflation Reduction <laughs> Act. It sounds like it's going to do a lot for the IRS and maybe the environment, but does it actually reduce inflation? And the nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office says not really. Yeah, no, that's I agree. Not, yeah. that's, that's great. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's one of those deal folks that like, I think we're all tired of it, right? We're tired of the back and forth. We're tired of the arguing. We're tired of, yeah. you know, look, we're supposed to be helping inflation. We don't know. We're, we're, we're investing money to hope that it works out. For example, on the $45 billion to, you know, fight, you know, tax avoidance really is what we're, we're talking about here. Will that money come back in the, in the way of, uh, you know, getting more tax revenue on people that aren't paying what they're supposed to pay? So, it's 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 kind of ridiculous, but let's let's kind of change gears here, Tony, and let's talk about some of the other things that I'd mentioned earlier on the top of the show there about Medicare, okay? And at <clears throat> what we we talked about was is that this bill allows Medicare to negotiate drug prices directly with manufacturers. That's awesome. Yep, and I think we should spend more time on this because it 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 will directly affect people here uh, as far as how much they're paying for their drugs and, and what their benefits they may be getting through Medicare. So in addition to allowing Medicare to negotiate drug prices for the first time ever, this legislation puts a $2,000 yearly cap on how much Part D prescription drug plan enrollees will have to pay out of pocket for medications, and it levies tax penalties on dra- drug manufacturers that increase their prices beyond the rate of inflation. So, wow, you know, yeah, this there's a lot to uh, take there, and 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 so you know there used you remember the donut hole, Tony? Yeah, it came to Medicare and Part D. Uh, they got rid of that, but we yep. had to address it at some level. Like, hey we need to put a cap on how much I'm paying out when I'm paying $2,000 a month because the drug is not in my formulary and I have to take it to survive. There's got to be some kind of middle ground here. And right. so, uh, you know, that's what they've done uh, through this bill. Yeah. Now, you can't pay more than $2,000 a year on uh, prescriptions. Uh, yes. Medicare put that limit. Plus, uh, hopefully the drug prices will be lower, right? Yeah, so speaking of that, Medicare uh, provided, so Medicare provided insulin is also capped at $35 uh, per month 
and also ends out-of-pocket expenses for many vaccines under Medicare. So, Good. you know, insulin, a lot of people take that, diabetes, whatever. It's th- That could be very expensive. And so now we're saying, hey, the most you're going to pay for that is $35 a month. Um, so the nonpartisan CBO, the Congressional Budget Office, thinks Medicare may save hundreds of billions of dollars over the next decade thanks to its ability to now negotiate the prices of some of these prescription drugs. Wow. So, you know, hey, right now we're talking about actually benefiting <laughs> the everyday person, right? Yeah, I mean, the see, average this, is the, this is the part of the bill that I, I like. Right. And this is the good thing, and I think this is the, the piece of the bill that gets broad support on both sides of the aisle, at least this section of it. Right. Because uh, this needed to happen. Why Medicare hasn't been able to negotiate their own drug plans up until now is uh, crazy. I don't know why they wouldn't. So, and I heard a news report uh, also indicating that this new act is connected to last year's American rescue plan when it comes to Medicare. Is that right? That is correct, Tony. Uh, This newly signed legislation provides a three-year extension to the expanded subsidies and other financial enhancements that were first included in last year's American rescue plan that were designed to reduce expenses of health insurance plans available in the Affordable Care Act marketplace. So according to AARP, these subsidies have been especially critical for people between the ages of 50 and 64 who sometimes pay up to three times more for health insurance, right? I mean, I've said this many a times on the show, Tony. What's the number one reason people don't retire before 65? It's health care costs, right? And so now at 65, you're eligible for Medicare. And it, you know, for many of us, it will, you know, significantly reduce how much you're paying out for healthcare every month and, and thus make it more uh, reasonable to expect to be able to be retire, be, you know, on those terms. So uh, on your terms, I should say. So let's take a little closer look at the Inflation Reduction Act and what it means for that Medicare Part D. Again, for the first time, out-of-pocket expenses for Medicare Part D prescriptions will be capped. For older Americans, that's a really big deal, obviously. Beginning in 2025, Part D enrollees, so Part D is that prescription plan, won't have to pay more than $2,000 a year for their Part D prices. So we mentioned that earlier. If you're wondering when that's going to take effect, that will be in 2025. Okay, And then the beginning of 23, January of 23, so right around the corner, Tony, uh, most vaccines will be free through Medicare according to this article. So, wow. hey, you know, people are still taking boosters and vaccines for COVID and flu yeah. and all these kinds of things. Yeah. That's great. You know, so these will be uh, free through Medicare, according to the article. So, Well, yeah, that's welcome news, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Again, how is this benefiting me? I know this right. is going to cost us a bunch of money in taxes, you know, to, to fund these things, the, the renewable energy type uh, things that are going on in this bill. But, you know, how are we going to, how am I benefiting from this? Excuse me. Uh, and these are some of the ways you can do it. So, sure. okay. Uh, as for Part D, speaking of Part D, the prescription plans, listeners should also be aware that its premiums can't go up more than 6% a year through at least 2029. So that prescription drug plan that you've seen increasing uh, significantly uh, over the last few years, uh, that those increases will be limited to the 6% through 2029, so for the next several years. 
Additionally, the income ceiling for beneficiaries to qualify for subsidy to help cover some of the Part D out-of-pocket expenses has risen from 135% of the federal poverty level to 150% of the federal poverty level. Okay, So that's an increase from $18,000 as far as your income is concerned for an individual in 2022 to 20385 for an individual. So if you're below those levels, you're eligible to get help, so a subsidy to cover some of those out-of-pocket expenses. Um, and those income levels have increased from 18000 to 20385 yeah. So that'll, you know, hey, every little bit helps, Tony. Every well, little and bit helps. let's go back to my favorite part of this is the fact that Medicare can now negotiate drug prices directly with manufacturers. That's clearly a major policy shift. Tell us a little bit more about what it really means, though. Peeling back the onion, like I said yep. here, Tony. Yep. So uh, the legislation allows the Health and Human Services Secretary to start negotiating prices for 10 high-cost prescription drugs in 2023, by the way. And those negotiated prices will be put into place in 2026 for Part D and in 2028, for medications covered under Part B, okay? Yes, there are some medications that are covered by Part B. So, you know, we're going to start doing this next year, but as far as affecting your pocketbook and helping you, these will be put into place in, in uh, 2026 and 2028. So we've got a few years before some of this can help, uh, and who knows what happens when, mm. between now and yeah. then, but uh, this is what we're looking at and what they're putting in place right now, so... Uh, oh, by the way, Tony, one quick uh, addition here. By 2029, 60 drugs will be part of the negotiation process. Interesting. I wonder yeah, so why they, they don't just make it immediate, uh, effective immediately, and for all drugs. Uh, it uh, just doesn't make sense. No, I know why. I, I got your answer, Tony. Okay. Because that would make too much sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you've yep. been giving us some information today about the, the recently signed into law Inflation Reduction Act, and we covered a couple of major points. We're almost out of time for today's show. Why don't you let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you to put a financial plan in place or make sure they have the right Medicare plan in place? So, yeah, I mean, that, you know, Medicare, Tony, and healthcare in general is a very important piece of the retirement puzzle, right? So we always talk about, hey, we got to talk about inflation. We got to talk about taxes. Uh, you know, we got to be talking about healthcare too. And if you're not, you don't have a complete plan because the difference between spending $700 a month and spending $1,500 a month is obviously a big difference. And those are some of the differences we've seen people are paying because they don't have the right plan. So if you want to get a plan together and you want to make sure that your income plan accounts for all of these things to make sure that you can live the life you want to live in retirement, just give us a call here at Innovative Financial Solutions. 573-332-7855. Or you can go to our website and get some great information there as well. It's theinnovativeteam.com. All right. And that does it for today's episode of The Retirement Playbook with our host, Brock Allspot. Thank you for listening to The Retirement Playbook. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Brock Allspa at Innovative Financial Solutions. Call 573-332-7855 or visit their website at theinnovativeteam.com. 
Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Innovative Financial Planners, a registered investment advisor in the state of Missouri. Insurance products and services are offered through Innovative Insurance Consultants. Innovative Financial Solutions and Innovative Insurance Consultants are affiliated companies. Brock Alspot and Innovative Financial Solutions are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.